If you love science fiction, then who wouldn't want to understand the depths of the Matrix? That's right. We're going down the white rabbit with Neo and Trinity again as they take on the machine in the fourth installment of the Matrix film franchise. We are talking about none other than the 2021 film, The Matrix Resurrections. Join us as we go down the programming modal to uncover the truth about the film. Welcome to this week's episode of Adult Beverage Film Podcast. Listen to our hosts talk about your favorite movies. You never know what you're going to get. And discuss new films with our mystery guests from all over the world. Our guests speak freely about their experiences as directors. That's a wrap, everybody. Writers, producers, actors, or whatever contribution they have in the film industry. This is Adult Beverage Film Podcast. Well, welcome back to uh, Adult Beverage Film Podcast. <laughs> and I mean, listen, thing? it's been a while. You know so where you are, again, <laughs> You had to remind me because I didn't remember. I, I think we all forgot what we were doing. And, um, you know, but anyway, if you weren't, you weren't able to watch, but we had Patrick doing his little warm-up dance here. So it was great to see everybody get back in full swing. And, and uh, anyway, want to wait. Welcome Patrick Keenan <laughs> on board here. Patrick hey. G. Mr. Hey, G. Keenan. Hipster man, hey. yeah, with his, with his new stash and <laughs> he his, looks like a his whole n- plaid scarf. He's a new person. This is a genuine uh, Irish scarf made in Ireland that I got from Biddy Murphy, oh, where nice. I buy all my Irish goods. That also, sounds like such also a hipster thing to version. say. Yeah. And no, it, no, it's too. I feel obscure. like he's about to be. He's about to audition for a Wes Anderson movie. <laughs> he, he looks like he could go on one, doesn't he? Yeah, I mean, can I? Yeah. Wes, call me. And, and we've got Laura Troon and Gardner hey. here. So welcome on. Laura's got her, uh, she's like trying to keep warm over there because yeah, uh, we got snow on the ground right now. Yeah. She's wearing a baby seal pelt. Yes. yes. And, uh, and uh, hey. No baby seals were harmed in the making of this pelt. But she's at least warm. <laughs> and that's the main thing because that's what we want to be in this show. Uh, and then we've got Carlisle Squeaker Hamrick. Yay. Hanging in here. <laughs> and I've got a new haircut. And that's my fashion of the day. <laughs> Carl has a new haircut every show. I think that's the thing. Is he every True. every time we do one of these, he's got a new he haircut. He went a year without. Remember when his hair was hot? I went it, his yeah. hair was so great. It was the greatest hair. Yeah. yeah. It was a shame. Like all the girls would have been like dying over him and none of them would see him because he was all in quarantine locked up during that time. Yeah. So Anyway, my name's Kent Smith, and <laughs> nothing's really changed over here except for, hey, today, breaking out a bottle of Francis Coppola's Diamond Collection Cabernet Sauvignon. So Ooh, it's getting, uh, we're getting a little m- wow. movie wine going on over here. And, <laughs> and since we're talking about movies and drinking, Laura Truman, what you got over there? Uh, this is a white zombie white ale from Catawba Brewing, nice. and it's delicious. Yeah, Catawba Brewing. Ooh, yes. such good. And their white zombies are really good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Anybody seen any white zombies lately? <laughs> just checking. I mean, just checking, because anything can happen in quarantine. So. Are you in, <laughs> trying to suggest there's like too much diversity in zombies? What are you saying? <laughs> is that Rob Maybe not band? enough white is zombie? what I was really thinking. Most That's, of them... You know that is, isn't it? Yeah, think about that. Let's let's we should make a whole platform for uh, um, diversity in zombies. <laughs> yeah, that's what we need. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's I mean, somebody's probably already for it. I'd say just, you've got that market. <laughs> yeah, somebody's probably already way ahead of us. And uh, uh, Carla, you got anything you got over there? You're drinking or 
I do. I got some uh, whiskey. Ooh. Uh, it's, uh, it's called New Riff. <laughs> new Riff? Over the, I think I had mentioned this. Yeah, New Riff. I think I mentioned it over, you know, however many months ago. Um, I started ordering like whiskeys just because they ship them to you, if you, you know, if you're 21. So that's nice. Um, so awesome. uh, I found this this uh, whiskey from Kentucky. It's really good. It's called New Riff. So I got another bottle now. Nice. Nice. Mm. That's good. That's actually Shout out great. New Riff, you know? now, isn't it bourbon <laughs> if it comes from Kentucky or is that? Well, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's bourbon, you know, straight yeah. bourbon whiskey. Yeah. yeah. I know there was some sort of differentiation. Well, now I think, I guess they used to have it where you couldn't, right? Bourbon could only be out of Kentucky, but then now it's There is a rule. I don't know what that rule is. I did, I read about that the other day and kind of got bored and (laughs) stopped reading. It's not backwards. Yeah. It's not? It tastes good. No. What are are you drinking over there? Some hot chocolate, Patrick? I am drinking, uh, it's from a brand called Swiss Miss. Oh. And they make a (laughs) dark chocolate cacao. That one is so good. It's cacao. So it's a cacao. It really good. is good. Really I saw is. how much sugar's in it though, because I used to double pack it. And <laughs> don't I'm like, tell me. Don't. I don't oh, want to know. I don't want to know. You really don't want to know. Because I got some more today. <laughs> never do more than one at a time okay. in a day, maybe a week. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Adds five pounds to you instantly. <laughs> well, well, let's get on to what we're uh, here to talk about. And someone want to. Dune. We're gonna. We got a surprise for everyone. This is gonna be a big surprise. Three, three men and a three men and a baby is what we're talking um, about. <laughs> but we had to like make Gosh. a little sidestep, which we've never done. This is the first time, and we just thought maybe this would switch it up a little. And we went to discuss the Matrix Resurrections, not just the resurrection, but the resurrections. Yeah, so um, I actually got worried that- when you started that sentence because I was like, uh oh, like, did I watch the wrong thing? The yeah, way you were setting that up, I was like, oh man. <laughs> yeah, that would have been hilarious. We just do the whole conversation and then break out that, hey, uh, we're talking about another movie. Uh, <laughs> but we are going to still are talk about, about Dune. We are going to eventually. Yeah, we, we will. We will. We will. We will get to it. But we, just honestly, just some people missed it when it was on HBO Max. Let's be it, honest. Let's be honest. That was I the did. case. And I watched it like four times. And some of our hosts watched it nuns. Yes. Um, yeah. I, yeah, guilty. Looking at you, Laura. Mm-hmm. But anyway. Looking at you, Squeaker. <laughs> Moving on to the me, Matrix number four, <laughs> if you're following along. Uh, what was everybody's thoughts on this? Because this is, uh, you know, we're, we're in the fourth generation of the film. And um, sometimes things can get lost in translation as well as other things. And so I'm just going to start right out with Laura here because she's nodding her head, you know, mm-hmm. like she understands what I'm talking about, which is probably the only one that is. And um, <laughs> so, Laura, what, what were your thoughts about it? Um, okay, so I liked it, but for not because it was not because I thought it was good, but because. <laughs> Because I appreciated that it kind of knew what kind of movie it was. It was almost like, like, we know this is the fourth sequel. We know that you know this is the fourth sequel. We're not going to play around like with a real kind of plot or anything. We're just going to give you what you came here for. And you're going to like it. And I did. I got what I wanted out of it. Yeah, I think I think it's been interesting because if you look at like the IMBD scores on this, um, the what 
I am DB. <laughs> sound like you said I am Betty. I am, you are Betty. I'm Betty Scott. Well, I mean, Betty White. The B Betty in the D. Ah, <laughs> DB. So, <laughs> yeah. So if you look at the scores, they just continue to go down um, through each one of these. I think uh, uh, the Matrix, the first one was eight point six on there. Then it went to seven two. Then it went to six eight. And I think we're about five six. Oh, five seven on this one. So <laughs> that's a pretty generous score. That's I, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I th- I think that's something. Well, everybody's got an opinion, so let's let's jump in there with Patrick's yeah. uh, thoughts on it because he's the one that said that we, you know, we can blame for us having to that watch. That you could this. all jump on my grave. Um, the first time I saw it, it takes a little time to get past the shock of older people and different characters. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but as the movie went along, I started going, there's a lot of stuff going on here that the director's trying to say. And at the end of that first viewing, I liked it. I'm up to six viewings now. Wow. And it's really a fucking amazing movie. It's so different than the other Matrix movies because it's it's tonally, it's coming from a place of futility and of why did I go through all this? Uh, a lot of it has to do with the role of women. Uh, the fact that they're, you know, the first three movies we were told they were waiting for one, the one, but you find out it's not really the one unless you consider Trinity and, and, uh, Neo as the one. They are the one, which we find out. But there's, it's, there's parts of it that are campy. There's parts of it that are super meta. Uh, and even Keanu in something recently said, you really need to watch it three times before you start getting it. And it really, it's true in this case. There's a lot going on there uh, once you get past the stupid expectations we have, which is yeah. the problem. The first Matrix is loved so much by so many, including me. It's one of my top 10 favorite movies of all time. And then the other two happened and they weren't what we were expecting. No. And then the third one, you know, our favorite characters die and we're told that that's hope. So this tries to undo a little bit of that too, but I could talk about this all night. We should find out what squeaker thinks before <laughs> well, going do. because <laughs> it really is. It's, it's tonally it's, and I read that Lana uh, Wachowski, who's also gone through a lot of changes since the original matrix. Uh, she wanted to do this movie because uh, she'd experienced death, like parental death and some friendly, uh, like, I, I think it was a friend that died, someone close to her. And, uh, she wanted to come back to something comfortable, these characters. Whereas I can't remember her sister's name, the other Wachowski. Uh, she did not want to come back to it for the reasons that she felt like it was done. It, she didn't want to go to a previous place in her life. So it's it's interesting. It's and I think that Lana got a lot of what she wanted to say about the times into this movie. Squeaker, what was your thoughts? Hated it. Um, (laughs) (laughs) You know me well, Patrick. Um, I I got three minutes into it and uh, realized I was watching the first Matrix. So oh wow, (laughs) I turned that off and I was like, this seems really familiar. And then I was like, oh shoot, I picked the wrong one. So then I had to go back to the HBO. Screen and then pick the right movie. Mm-hmm. So did you, um, did you play I, the second one then? 
Or did you go? No, that would have been funny if I went through all four before. I was like, hey, yeah. finally. Five minutes it. of each of the movies. And then you're like, oh, oh, no, this is the one. And then what is uh, Resurrection starts with a redo. A I know, yeah. Well, that, the scenes. <laughs> um, when I probably made it a little further, my brother, um, shout out my brother, Martin. He's, um, The Matrix is What's his up, favorite Martin? movie. Um, so I, I had a lot of conversations with him about it because he, he loves the original Matrix, likes the, the sequels too, but the, it's not a fan of this one, but so what I thought about is, so I actually, I'm not tied totally to the whole like lore of the original. I like the original. And so I like this one too. I mean, I thought it was good. Um, I thought if you were going to bring it back, it was an interesting way to do it. Um, definitely didn't, you know, there were some corny things in there, but I thought I, I bought into the story. I bought into everything they set up. If you get past a few things where you kind of, you know, let some things slide. Um, had some questions, but yeah, I thought it, I thought the story worked. I, I mean, I thought this film was entertaining, you know, and that's what we're looking for at this time is something that's entertaining. Do I think it's on the caliber of the first Matrix? No, I don't. I don't even think it's even close. I think the story in the first Matrix is so um, so well done. I think the directing, I think the cinematography, I think everything about the first one just stands out. And and you can't expect that and as you go forward. Usually they do drop off, and that's that's part of it. But I think this was still entertaining, and it's it's a fun film. And I think each time you do, and like Patrick, you were saying, I think each time you watch it, you do come up with some new things out of it that you pick up that I didn't pick up. Um, and I think that is something that makes a great film. And, I, and and let's be honest, it's hard to continue this. This is how many years we're looking at? What is it? Seventeen years between. How many years between the last one and this one? Uh, I don't. Oh, uh, oh, the last one. It's, it's been a while. I mean, revolutions. Two thousand three, uh, and I mean, it's been twenty three years since the first yeah. one. Yeah, it's uh, eighteen <clears throat> since the last. So that's a that's yeah. a long time. And and the technology. I think this film looked beautiful. Yes, I, it was shot on the Reds, and I think they you know used uh, the Panavision lenses and the cinematography, and it was beautiful and. None of the effects bothered me in this one, like in Matrix 2, where there's the Agent Smith fight, where there's multiple, I mean, there's like 100 Agent Smiths. I thought that looked like a really bad video game when the movie came (laughs) out, and I was just kind of like, oh, no. This one didn't have any effects that made me go, wow, that sucked. Yeah. You try to get used to the, which one? When she flew at the end, it seemed, it didn't look great. My brother said it kind of looked like Peter Pan. Like, Mm -hmm. it didn't. Yeah. Didn't look great, but it wasn't enough for me to like have a huge problem with it. Yeah. When she's flying in to see the analyst or uh No, when she's hanging on to him. When he's like yeah, hanging yeah, when down. She's, yeah. Oh that was okay, that might have been a little bit clunky, but I think mm-hmm. they were trying to show that it wasn't him and it's her and you know, it just got it was just weird. Well, I felt like this became this story became more of a love trying to be a love story between the two of them uh, compared you know, compared to the others. I mean, let's be honest. You, you know, you don't watch the, any of the Matrix trilogy or now, I guess, what were not trilogies, but uh, quadrilogies. Yeah. So you wouldn't watch Forsen. any of them for, um, you know, the action is what you're going to. And, yeah. and to add that aspect of the love story in there is kind of nice in a way. Um, but that's been there all the time. It has. It's always yeah. been a love There's story. They bring each other, right. you know, together. they keep bringing each other back to life again, which is why mm-hmm. this version of the matrix needs them to be alive 
and just separate so that longing powers the uh, the machines mm-hmm. more. I think the problem I have with it is it's too forced on that and that it tries to, you, you seem like there's too much forced closure to try to make that about it. Instead of being, they, they're, they're naturally drawn together. I don't think you have to tell us that we've seen that in all the episodes, you know, in all the, uh, the other versions. Um, and I felt like we, there was too many times when it was like, you were trying to make this point that they're, you know, See, crushing together. I- I'm a sucker for a good love story, so I yeah, uh, I do too. I bought into it, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, I was actually okay with it. And I, the whole point is we have to build up to that moment where Trinity touches Neo, and they they become the one basically again. The power is released, and they kept showing little uh, flashbacks to their hands. And if you watch uh, Thomas uh, Neo's hands while he's thinking, he's in a like he might be insane, they keep showing he has anxiety and there's these close-ups of his hands just rubbing on his legs, moving around a lot. So a lot of close-ups to build up his anxiety and what it's like without Trinity so that we get to that point where he is with Trinity again. All of a sudden, it's just like, ah. And I was okay with that. I was, I'm not a big love story person, but I, it's Neo. It's, you know, yeah. it's Trinity. You I'm might okay need to that. unplug and then... Um, <laughs> Just know that they're coming for you, you know. So, <laughs> uh, you know that might be. Uh, I mean, it was one of those things. Like we <laughs> yeah, knew they were going to end up that. back together. Like we knew they were going to eventually reunite. Just getting there, I, I was definitely into like how they were going to get there. And where well, I think it was payoff because we the the way we felt at the end of the first Matrix was so filled with hope because he's like, I'm going to show you a world, you know. And you just go, oh my god! And he flies away from the phone booth, and then in the other ones, you know, it ends at, at part three. He's dead. Trinity's dead, and you're like, what? Well, Freaking sucks. So at least yeah. the Oracle and the Architect could hang out together with Saudi, and you're like, oh, great for them. But what about fucking Neo? Did yeah. all the work? well? Yeah, it was hope for the rest <laughs> of the universe, but not for the two of them, right? Right, which is something I think we kind of wanted. We were real. It was Neo and kind of Trinity's story too, and. uh Everyone else were secondary characters. So, did you buy into the way they brought them back, like what and how they survived the ending of of the third movie? They didn't survive the third movie. They were well, literally I mean, re- no, reconstructed I mean, I, again. And I guess that's what I mean. How they were able to bring them back from the third movie? Did you yeah, buy? It the makes total sense. Yeah. It made makes total sense that because uh, they said in the second or third one that this was like the sixth iteration of of this world wasn't it the architect i think talked about it where he said that it's happened over and over again and sometimes the machines made a mistake they made a world too perfect and humans didn't believe it so it didn't work and so they made it sound like there had been other ones or other neos or other versions of who was supposed to be there their savior in the other versions of the matrix itself so yeah i had no problem with them going like oh Instead of, you know, the architect is gone and now we've got the analyst in the same position, but the analyst seems like a bigger douche than the architect because mm-hmm. he relishes, you know, toying with humans because he understands them so well. And I and think having, Neil Patrick you know, Harris was a good choice for that role. He, he's really believable as a villain. I don't know what that says, <laughs> yeah. but, you know, when he plays a bad guy and stuff, you're like, I believe that. Yeah. I believe Doogie Hauser's yeah. uh, yeah. a bad guy. Did yeah. you did you like the new Morpheus? I mean- Morpheus? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it, but he did a good job. I didn't takes a while it to take get a while. Used That's to what it. I mean. Like it the, does. The, in the beginning, when you first see him, did you like instantly like this is okay? I believe this, or did you go? Oh no, it took me a little time because yeah. the same thing where they show. So it's funny when Squeaker said he watched the first one in the first scenes and he goes oh i've seen this before and in the new one they're redoing the opening of the matrix but then they get to trinity and it's not carrie Ann moss yes and you're like what the fuck is going on and then you find out oh it's a modal it's not actually what happened it's just this little you know it's a thing to evolve programs and it's like okay so then when you i think it was the second time where went, i'm totally cool with morpheus being this guy because he's not really morpheus he's uh so a machine synthetic creation of Morpheus that contains uh, aspects of Agent Smith and of the original Morpheus. So that's which what is I, necessary what, to turn Neo into Neo. Sorry, Greek. No, what <laughs> I kept thinking was then why did you even need Morpheus? It seemed to just be to have the character there. Like he didn't. Like was it like what did his mo- modal provide? Did he have all the knowledge of Morpheus? Did he have all the skills of Morpheus? Like, why did you even need him there? Well, he learned about he he, well, he talks about in the movie and he how could get through he, the pipes. He, later yes, on, like Kent says, he could get through the pipes, <laughs> yeah. and that's why he, um, he. So he's Agent Smith because they refer to him as Agent Smith in the uh, one modal. time. Right. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, that's the other question I had. Why did they only refer to him in that one time, and then he suddenly like snapped out of it? Because he took the pill. And they go through the mirrors, and then they go to the places, and then they have the know. things. The part didn't make a ton of sense, but it's well. He explains it later. He goes, well, "I am aspects of both for truth, right? And the blue is well, stay in reality, that. right? <laughs> so we, we we know that from the first movie. We know that from all of them, right? Because it keeps going over the same things and doing it. Uh, but he but, explains that he is both aspects of Agent Smith and of Morpheus. And then later, when they go to the, uh, what is it called? The construct, that like all white place that they can make into anything. He goes, I've been studying. Uh, I know everything about Morpheus and I know all about you and Morpheus. And, uh, you know, then they have a massive kung fu fight, well, which and, you have and this to is have all, anyway. I mean, a lot of that was also oh, no, kung fu. You, and this is something too. And let me, let me ask this part because be, do you think the version that is a reality, not, well, let's, let's put this way. I shouldn't say that because that can Unplugged. be the, the The part that we see as them in modern day, um, do you think that is the game itself? Or do you think that is part of the infrastructure of the computer system? Because there's a time when they talk about it where they say they want him to work on the Matrix 4. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, oh, talk about meta. Oh, my gosh. Right. Yeah. That conference room meeting where they're discussing that was the part that I liked the best. That was discussing what the original Matrix meant to people. They're going, "I was like, this movie is so self-aware. Like it knows what it is." Ideas are the new sexy. That that bothered me a little bit. A bit too self-referential. Like we get it. Like. I said there were cheesy moments in it, but I also loved it at the same time because it's yeah, when you watch. Yeah, me too. You, you listen to people discussing the Matrix, and a lot of people walk away with just very different opinions of of what the movie is and uh, what it means to them. Right, and it it definitely is a movie that has touched a huge amount of people in different ways. That's why it's funny when uh, 
when Neo looks at uh, Trinity and just go, she's like, you created the Matrix. Even I know what the Matrix is. And he goes, ah, yeah, we kept a few kids entertained. Yeah. It was just <laughs> such a fun little lot. There's a bunch of little lot. This is why you need to watch it a bunch of times, but you only have until uh, January 21st on HBO Max, who That's should Friday. be a sponsor now. Friday. Uh, there's little lines you pick up that are just freaking awesome that you just miss that are just thrown in there here and there. It's a lot of fun. I even look. I, I looked up at one point because I think when they when they were meeting in the coffee shop, Neo and Trinity, and she was like, "Oh, I've had a couple kids," and he was like, "I don't have any kids." And I looked up to see like, does Keanu have kids? Does she? And that actually was like matched real life too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> like he doesn't, and yeah. she does. I didn't know if they did that in there just as like a little throw to real life. They might have. It's it's fun when there's one part where you look at. Uh, I think it's uh, Neo's little workspace. I don't know if it was in his apartment or if it was at actual work. And there's this it's little, there's a little middle finger sticking yeah. up, which is a throwback. There were so many throwbacks to the original one, but they were kind of done lovingly. They weren't like, you know, tossed in your faces too much because yeah. they were doing flashbacks for that. Right. Yeah. That, that, there was, it was like a clip show. Well, let me, let me ask this. There's, flashbacks. There's a, there's a very, there's a very um, in-your-face kind of thing that happens when um, he's in the bathroom, and it's a sign that's on the wall, okay, it's, or on the stall that he's in. It, it says, it's so much simpler to bury reality than it is to dispose of dreams. So do you, do you think this was more about reality playing in, or is this about dreams? Or what do you think that actually means? Because that that was a very, I mean, it, it was on the screen for a while, which was, you know, the director didn't throw that in there and just out of the blue. Oh, you know. And on one side it says left, and one side says look to your right, look to your left mm-hmm. on both sides. So what do you think that was meaning? Because it's a pretty powerful statement. Well, it's much easier to live in your dream world of the Matrix than to deal with the reality of you're in some kind of weird jelly pod somewhere powering jelly pod jelly pod jelly pod resurrection jelly pod but there are people who want to live in that matrix world uh, uh i would be list. thrilled to live in the jelly pod no 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 i'm talking about in the actual <laughs> matrix itself plugged in there yeah. uh, and the analyst you, goes you want to be aware you, that you're in the jelly pod though you're like loving <laughs> I mean, it in here like, like swimming yeah. around i want out of the jelly pod i want to be in no jelly pod uh <laughs> Unless Sabebe can take me out. Uh, <laughs> Sabebe. That was a little bit weird, I will admit. But uh, it's at the end, the analyst talks about how go ahead, change the world as much as you want. All these sheeple are going to want to live in this world I've created. So it's, I don't know how it ties into your bathroom sign, but uh, <laughs> that, it's along I, the same lines. And the use of the word sheeple just seems so weird because it is it's a new movie and you're like that's not the matrix they use phone booths to travel back to to you know well and let's talk about zion right so in the original Mm -hmm. matrix you know it was all by the phone and this one uh, you know you had more of going through the mirrors right Mm -hmm. which i think is a really cool transition because because you know there's no phone booths anymore right right (laughs) phone booths so you know or but you know they could have they could have done because they were doing it by cell and you could do things like that so, um, but I thought that was an interesting way that they tied this back into the more modern, um, and, and it was very well done because I think, you know, being able to go through those kind of things too is a 
metaphor for the story of what's happening when people get into those worlds. They're in, they're going through this mirror and they're on the other side looking at themselves, you know? So uh, that was a cool little. You know, and don't they play White Rabbit? With, they do uh, play White Rabbit from with um, that crazy montage of Keanu like having dinner with himself, and it looks like he's talking <laughs> to somebody, but he's alone, and like it's it's very eerily effective for some reason because everybody yeah. loves that song for one thing, but you're like yeah. he is stuck in this world that he doesn't fully believe is real. And sometimes he's, not really he's making sure. the best of it. Yeah, but he's not yeah. sure. He might be crazy. Yeah. Close I, up I of his hands. I thought it was hands. cool, like using the blue pill as a prescription. I thought that was kind of cool. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that it was something that he would do every day to continue, like making him believe that he was. Just I mean, do you think there's like medications that suppress people? <laughs> suppress oh, yeah. people's emotions, and yeah. they just I can't are compliant, and they're just compliant and just go along with what they have to. Huh. That's crazy. Deja vu is usually a glitch in the matrix. It happens when they change something. It happens when they change something. It happens when they change They change something. It happens when they Why use old code to mirror something new? Maybe this isn't the story we think it is. Did you guys ever feel like you were like confused during the story at any point? <laughs> I mean, because let's be honest, it, it, this does jump all around and there's lots of, you know, we don't know if this is reality, this is not reality, but at any point, did you feel like you were not aware of really what was going on? I, I was confused by some of the choices they made from a making the movie standpoint. <laughs> what, 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 what would that like be? Like what? Mm-hmm. No, um, I don't know. No. There was a few things. I'll have to think about it. You guys go first. <laughs> so you made this bold, brash statement. You got nothing. Yeah, just you got nothing, squeaker. Second, Can't back oh, it up. <laughs> oh, is that what you're doing? Yeah. Okay. Backing it up. But anyway. <laughs> so, there were moments that I went, I didn't understand, and then they ended up explaining them. Like oh, uh, when uh, Seek was in the modal with bugs and then she introduced, like he disappears. He he had the ability to appear and disappear. Yeah. And I went, what the hell is going on? And then they explain it as you go on that, you know. Yeah. And I was a little out. confused, like the situation when they, uh, you know, when he was in the resurrection pod and they pull him out. And mm-hmm. then we find out that, Na- I think it was Naomi, right? That was running the whole. Naomi. Naomi. Yeah, it was running. <laughs> Uh, sorry, I, was I literally I, froze because I, I, I had no I idea what you were like. completely went to my Egyptian uh, films. Naomi. Um, <laughs> Naomi. And, and, and why As Deja Vu just passed <laughs> across clean, uh, Patrick Keenan's uh, desk. <laughs> look at my cat's clean butt on camera. Yeah. Your cat looks uh, a lot like Deja Vu. Okay. Yeah, I was just yeah, was saying. It looks just what like an it. awesome name for a cat, too. Deja Vu because of the first movie. But anyway, my, my question was, oh, was yeah, like, uh, 
uh, at that point, did I just felt like there was so much? I don't know. It just seemed like such a a, a switch um, there that I didn't feel that there was anything like. Whoa, whoa, I, I don't. Understand. No switch was in the first movie. Yeah. What was <laughs> so? What was the situation going on there? I mean, I I still like even now after watching it twice, I'm still a little confused. So were they on the same team? Because they basically put him into the Rapunzel Tower, right? From that. The worst prison. Oh, Niobe was. I know. (laughs) And then your friend, uh, Kent uh, Morpheus, who can go through pipes. Right. Went through a pipe. (laughs) Well, he can. Appeared on the. I mind if you're going to use it or lose it. Uh, (laughs) Niobe is all about protect because they lost uh, uh, Wunchmajiggy from the first two, three movies. So she tried to protect IO. Right. Cause so, they lost Zion. So she is all about, she's the old world trying to protect what, what they have there. So that's why she put him in the Rapunzel tower. and was like, no, you can't get Trinity and you can't, you know, risk us losing IO just because of one person. Yeah. Because there are all these people in this city and we've built this whole thing and it's completely unfair for you to like, <sighs> going do your death. But there's one of those because there was the and was I can't like remember quarantine? the actor. The- I mean, they put him in there for quarantine. You mm-hmm. know, like I mean, it just seemed to me kind of very weird like, in that aspect of. It. I just I don't know. Um, oh yeah, she was just she's being the. You remember in the second and third one, there was a black commander mm-hmm. in Zion, and he was that role of like, no, we can't do that. We can't do that. No, we can't give up any ships. No, you can't take that ship and go. Right. Nope. Okay, yeah. there he goes. It almost felt like Niobe knew he was going to escape, though. Like it did feel did. a little bit like that. Yeah, the guy, it's almost, all, almost like she guy, wanted him to. Like, well, that's the whole thing. Like they knew the guy could fly at one time. Fly, yeah, right? Yeah. I mean, he could fly. <laughs> at one time. He was super. He, he could fly. He, he could be like Superman. <laughs> So then why are you going to put him in this thing that has an open view of the city? Yeah. Like maybe the best real estate in the whole whole Oh, because there. Pumpkin, he can fly in the Matrix, not in the real world. Did he fly in the real world? <laughs> Did you true. see him fly That's in the true. real world? Show true. me on there the doll go. where he there touched you. Go. Very true. <laughs> <laughs> so he, he even said something to her that I was confused about. My brother brought this one up to me too is when she said, I never believed you were the one. And he said, neither did I. It's like, wasn't that the whole point that he thought he was the one? He never, he never no, did. No, everyone else thought everyone he else was thought the one. He, he never one. thought he but was in the, the Honestly, the only, one, only Morpheus really thought he was the one. Uh, the, well, Trinity did. Trinity, yeah. Eventually. Actually because her or, the Oracle had told her that she would fall in love with the one, and she was in love with Neo, so mm-hmm. through uh, the transitive property, mm-hmm, she went, mm-hmm. he must be the, the one. The first movie ended, he basically had to realize he was the one in order to to like to do all know, that stuff. come out victorious in the end of the first movie. He does, but a lot of that was wiped clear because he was killed and uh, brought back in that really graphic scene of his face being put together. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> she said I never that believed was cool. he was one. He said neither did I, like as if he never believed. She didn't. She didn't point, believe it. She didn't it, believe it him. and neither did that black commander. He didn't believe it through the whole first movie. I guess he wasn't yeah, going to He eventually did and he said he did. I don't know. <clears throat> but now he doesn't he's still at the point in this movie where he doesn't even know if what we've seen in the last three movies is real. He remembers it, but he doesn't even understand. I mean, I guess that's part of uh where you go, well, maybe if you didn't if you didn't see the previous three movies, you might go, well, maybe he is insane. 
Well, I, almost, I think you have I to see the other movies. I don't, I, it'd be just so hard to just jump oh, that into would be this. Hard. Could you imagine? I, I haven't seen the other Matrix movies, but I just saw this one. Yeah, I would think you would be so <laughs> lost. Good. It's um, okay. Which yeah. probably is why the scores are so low, because some people kind of, it, you know, There, there was something else that confused me. <laughs> why? So they made a point about how they made him look different so that no one could find him. Yet right. they gave him his same name, Thomas Anderson. <laughs> right. <laughs> But there are but a lot of Thomas Andersons. There you go, because True, they said we mean, searched every Thomas Anderson and why make it find that easy you. though? You're still giving them a starting point of who to find. I don't know. Maybe the Matrix secretly wants to be un- undone. Like Carl, <laughs> Carl Johnson, and then they Carl, <laughs> Carl Murfenschindligen, <laughs> Steen. Well, they were going to name him <laughs> Lewis Carroll, but they couldn't because he wrote the book already. Mm. Um, Alice in Wonderland. <laughs> By the way, so in case, in case you didn't know, which in case you didn't know was like in this. We'll movie. be back after this commercial break. One hundred percent natural. Oh, all the explanation you need. Oh. No. No, 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 no. Whoa, no. whoa, what do you mean, no? You wanted this, you did this, this was your idea. It was a test, an experiment. An experiment? You put me in a tiny motor, left me to bang my head till I nearly lost my searching for you as an experiment. The exit's breaking down. He hasn't taken the pill. What? There's no time. I know, I know, he's, he's having a moment. Does he know how hard it was to hack that mirror? Still open. This, this can't be real. So one of my favorite moments is when uh, Jonathan Groff, who's playing, you find out he's Agent Smith, but he's also uh, Neo's boss at the gaming company. And they're having that big shootout scene and he sees the gun and he picks up the gun and then he fully Agent Smiths and screams, Mr. Anderson! And I think that is so badass. Yeah. Because we're all kind of wondering where Agent Smith is. But, you know, he's new. Yeah. I I thought they pulled that off really well. But I did wonder, did – so did he always know he was Agent Smith or did something snap into him in this moment when he realized, like – who he was. That's actually a really good question. It felt like when he saw that gun and picked it up, that's when it snapped to it. But as you look, yeah, his conversations earlier with Thomas Anderson are very throwback to, he goes, oh, you said uh, the first time we met, it felt like an FBI interrogation. And then they show that flashback to the interrogation sequence. So I'm still using the gun as when he fully realizes it. But there's, it seems like stuff flows through, even mm-hmm. if it's unintentionally for the characters that throws back to their character in the other movies. I mean, it would make sense if, because, you know, the goal is to keep Neo and Trinity close to each other, but not realizing who they are. Right. But Agent Smith in his role would be kind of like used to do that. Like you could, I, I could understand if he did always know that and he was just, his role was to keep Neo in check. With his work, basically, well, yeah. his role kind of changes throughout the movie. It's it's almost and once again going back to something Morpheus says, you wouldn't really have Neo if you didn't have both Morpheus and Agent Smith. 
it's somehow both of them forge who Neo becomes. Uh, and I don't think Agent Smith liked the Matrix anymore. Once he became kind of self-aware at the end of the second, beginning of the third movie, and he starts taking over people, I think he was pretty much like, I'm going to take over the Matrix and destroy it. I'm just going to destroy everything. And so him and Neo both don't particularly care for the Matrix. So I think a lot of that uh, transfers from Agent Smith over to, to Neo. And there you go. No. Everything <laughs> answered, right? Yeah. Might be jumping ahead a little bit too much, but the name is Sebebe. You... Oh, okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> were you surprised to see Agent Smith kind of like save Neo in the in a moment in the way in the end? I was. I, I was really surprised. I, I was. Yeah. That. I was that too. Was kind yeah. of a neat little twist. But it also ties into kind of what I was saying with I think Agent Smith hates the Matrix too. And man, is it easy to hate the analyst. Yeah. yeah. He's kind of smarmy and he's like, yeah, I'm such a little hoopity doo. I know well, anything. It, I have a cat with a bell. And you wonder <laughs> if that is the way of correcting the game, you know, of like, hey, this is not right. And even the players in the game on all, on all sides know this is not right. Um, and they're they're wanting more back to what it was, um, you know. Because when you think about like video games, I mean, this is based kind of a semi like you know hypothetical on video games. And you think about that where you have like users that complain, so then they rewrite code to make things offset that. And that's kind of the way it felt to me. It was like they that. cheat. They cheat. There you go. You know, they one cheat. of the questions I had was the uh, the visions of some of the characters that were like either through um, the, the reflection that when um, they're, when they're having their big in the coffee shop and the, the big mm-hmm. scene between them. And he looks down and, and he sees in the reflection, a different person. Who do you think that was? Because the reflection wasn't her. It was the person that he, that they were projecting him to be to other people. It was the old guy. That they show him to himself later. Uh huh. Isn't that who he sees in the table? Well, like, no, he sees her down? reflection. He's oh, he sees a different version of a different Trinity. version of her. Uh, yeah. yeah, a different Which version. Which they probably did. Yeah, they yeah. did the same thing. They changed her. What is it? DIS or mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. DSI or I don't know. DSI. Computer, these computer terms. Right. Use. And the same Next. thing happened with Neo when uh, the girl was doing the window washing and she looked yep. up and saw him and he was bald and the old guy. And it, it, it is interesting to think like we're seeing them as, you know, Keanu Reeves and Carrie Ann Moss. If you watched that scene and it was two just completely different people, it would you would see it a different way. Like it's mm-hmm. easier to believe that story that they would like, we obviously think, of course you should know him. This is Neo. Like, you know what he looks like, but if they are different. People, oh, right. 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 Like, like if there's, I wonder, should they have shown them? a scene of them talking to each other as the two different people? Would that have hammered that point home a little bit? Better? I think it would have for me. Like he's not seeing her. She's not seeing him the way he really is. And sh- and he's not seeing her, but he is seeing her. Yeah. He knows. I wonder if they her. filmed any scenes of other people, like of those two other people talking and they just didn't use it. So it would have been interesting to see. It would, they almost do that. They did that with the forager in inception where you see uh, yeah. uh, like Tom Berenger talking to uh, uh, Killian 
Murphy, and then the camera pans past Killian Murphy's head, and on the other side, it's Tom Hardy sitting next to him. And they could have done stuff like that more to maybe bring that home a bit. Well, I wondered if it was too some things that like. Uh, you know, one of the statements in the movie, because I think there's a lot of stuff that they put in the movie in dialogue situations that are shown to be like pre prequels to what's really going to happen. And one of the things I, I remember is the choice is an illusion. Um, you already know what you need to do. So, you know, I wondered if that's kind of what this was a little bit of in these reflections and this, this you know, other people seeing them differently was that maybe this is like you're a, a game player. You know, and you're in Ready Set One, and you're playing the game, and these are your characters. So is that the way, or if they were just purposely trying to confuse us and say, you know, here's a twist, have fun with it, try to analyze this? You know, I don't know. You're you see, you're much more uh, drawn into the game aspect of it than I was. I still taking it still as the Matrix in the real world type of stuff but the game yeah. thing is really interesting the way they incorporate it mm -hmm. and I, I uh, do wonder like if we are to believe that they want to keep them close to each other but at bay where they can't realize who they are why allow Neo to create a game based on these experiences he may not have had like why not push him far away from any memories of that at all because maybe it's that intimacy and that closeness even if it's through memories that is yeah, part of that maybe. power of keeping them very close, but not allowing them to be together. Because honestly, at the end of the third movie, it gets a little bit frustrating because you're like, okay, Neo died in the first one, she brings him back. In the second one, she dies, he brings her back. In the third one, they, you know, she lands the plane in Machine City and gets skewered and dies. And you're like, oh, fuck, now blind Neo's got to go finish this. So it's their love story has always been. Very fucking frustrating. <laughs> and, 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 well, and another thing happened too was when Trinity is in the coffee shop and then she's getting the coffee. Mm -hmm. She says, "I'm I'm going to go away today." And of course, the coffee guy he's like, "You know, fly that Greek flag." Um, what was that like? A pre that was another thing. It was like, where where is that coming from, and why was that? It seems so like, oh, let's stick this in here for a reason. But I didn't see a real like she didn't talk about leaving, did she? And like she was going on a trip or anything before that, and yet we have this statement of that. Did anybody have a translation to that one for me? No. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and then, of course, that, and then the coffee shop guy pops up in later, you know, as the face. So, and I, I just was like, I was so confused. It was like a very like, where did this come from? Like, what's what does this mean? Hmm. Obviously, you I guys, they went right up past y'all. Y'all didn't see I, it. Either. Yeah, I wasn't. Uh, I just went <laughs> I there. I thought she just was ordering a different kind of drink that day, and he was like, let your freak flag fly, honey. But I didn't I didn't hear her say anything about going anywhere. I don't remember yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, right before she says, I'm going away today. So after she'd order yeah. the yeah, specialty drink. Either, um, okay. But anyway, uh, just another note. No, she's going crazy on out. that going crazy on that Starbucks menu. Right. It means I have to yeah. watch it again before two, it's gone in two days. Two jobs <laughs> right. in Make my sure latte. you get out there and listen and watch it. So uh, figure out all the things that we don't know. Maybe let us know what's going on on yeah. the social yeah, media. Yeah, by then we'll uh, we will have moved on to uh, you know the next one. Dune. Dune. I know there's a, one thing that, and this is just a side note of of what happened during the film, but uh, when. Um, 
um, Bugs is sliding down the the sign the sign on the side of the building. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Did, did anybody notice that it said for for those who love to eat shit? The sign. <laughs> I just, oh, no. Yeah, which was really like interesting because I was like, did that really just say what I thought it did? And I had to rewind it and look at it. I was like, yep, it did. And then I thought, well. And then that was for Anderson's, I guess, and I assumed that was a restaurant. Um, that, and I wondered if that was like a statement or thought to someone <laughs> that they, you know, just threw that in. It's like, I hate this place, and I'm gonna put this on there, and you know, you know kind of like, hey, through <laughs> you, like that. you know. But it definitely does say, you know, say that. <clears throat> I feel um, like there's a lot of messages in the movie, and and I also you brought up the IMB, I I don't remember what you called it, but the IMDb oh. score, yeah, I call it the IMBD. Yeah. I'm BD. Database, by the way. <laughs> but you, uh, days. That's a, is that a rant? What I say. Okay. So uh, you were talking about the IMDb rating being like 5.7 or something like right. that. I think people are going to, you got to remember the second and third movie inst- really got a lot of hate out of people. I was one of those people like, I didn't care for that at all. I don't believe. And then, uh, um, Kent? <laughs> so, uh, Kent didn't care for that at all. And so he, he didn't. left. So- he did leave. He did leave. Something's going on. Uh, um, but uh, yeah. after watching them again and again, you, you go, well, this is what we got. So I'm going to see what's in it. And I've ended up liking the second and third one a lot more now than I, I haven't had. watched either one in a long time. I need to go back and watch them. There's honestly, there's good in each of them, and then there's some like eyebrow raises in both of them that you're just like, what the, the shit? The rave and Zion or whatever that was. <laughs> oh my god, what was it, like four hours long? And it's oh like, my god! All right, I get it. There's music, they dance, they're happy in Zion, and Theo <laughs> <Neo> and Trinity <laughs> bang, bump, um, bump uglies or so pretties I, in their case. I did just think of this. So, what did you think of all of the new characters? Loved Bugs. Yeah, I like Bugs. Yeah, I thought Bugs I too, was great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Seek yeah. got some good time, but I didn't really get a sense of him other than he's their yeah. operator. Uh, a lot of the crew, I just didn't. I mean, some of them had a moment or two that you go, oh, cool. Like Shepard had a moment where uh, uh, where he's talking to Neo and, you know, but it wasn't really. It's kind of like the first Matrix where besides uh, Joey Pants being the yeah. bad guy, I mean, mm. Dozier and Tank, you don't really get much of a. You're like, oh, they're tough guys that work on the the ship. Yeah, I, I think <laughs> that was the one. Time with them. I think that's the one thing in this that um, bothers me is that th- I, I just don't think Neil Patrick is a good enough villain um, to make you really see the two sides of like you know. And I, I don't think, think any of the other characters were. He represents the banality of evil and how like how plain clothes it can be. Like it doesn't have to look evil, it doesn't have to sound evil, but it can be just the worst thing. I think it reflects the these times very well in his yeah. portrayal of of the evil. It's not fun, it's not like the evil we want. We always want fucking Sauron. We want bad. Like we want our evil. We want it you clearly know, marked as evil. Right. Unfettered. We don't want yeah. like a little white guy with blue glasses. 
That's our which evil is, guy. But, but he's the most evil. Which the, he might be the most evil he's, because yes. he's like, he can he's a douche. In. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> he can totally manipulate. <laughs> right. And maybe, maybe this was yep. the point, but he himself never felt like he put up much of a fight. Like, even at the end, it was just like, they explained it to him and he was like, yeah, well, <laughs> that's yeah. the way it goes. I These guess. things happen. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> But I guess the architect yeah, maybe was that very is nonchalant yeah. too. He was very like, you know, oh well, you made your choice. Oh, he saved everyone. Uh, and it's like maybe that's what that role is. You, you, it's all in the programming, and then you let the program go. And right. if it doesn't work your way, you just kind of go, oh well, fuck you. We'll try again next time. Right, and I'm sure that's what his plan was. Well, we'll just try it again later. You do what Which you want to do. We're just gonna Neil try Patrick it again Harris later. was. He says he was there when Neo died in Machine City. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he was there. He wasn't the architect. He wasn't the analyst yet. He was just a machine. But we never get he was how Sabebe. he came into power. Sabebe. I don't think we give Sabebe enough credit. I loved Sabebe. <laughs> and, the, and the other blue thing. I don't know what his name was. I know. I can't remember the name of the other. It's probably something easier and not as exciting to say as Sabebe. It was, it was some... Just like, something rather. They were just robot robot dogs. They were just like fun little. Basically, when they showed up, I went, "Oh, is this us about to fly off the tracks? Is this, are we get are we gonna jump the shark?" But no. All right. So we talked earlier about things that bothered us. There was one thing towards the end that I just had a question about. Maybe maybe I missed what happened, but it mm-hmm. seemed like after everything was over, they just unplugged Neo and Trinity, and they just woke up. Like they didn't have to go through the mirror or anything. They were just like that. Ah, like. Like, how could they, in that one moment, they just unplugged them and they were back? Yep. Agree. What What's the answer to that? I thought Saudi did that programming thing. Maybe they thought they would to just- To make un- it so that Trinity could come out of her pod, but it had to be her decision. No, 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 no. no. I'm talking the very end. The very end. When, like, a- after the fight's over and everything- Oh, were they, They like just kissing? pulled the things out of the back of their heads. I think it was just- back oh, in the real right. world. It was going to be just like this, uh, the next- next matrix they just unplugged it and said that's it we're done we're dropping the cord we're pulling it the seemed m- like boom. i mean no, i mean because that's the only thing i could think there was no, that was they set it up the i mean moments. obviously it was yeah. the phones early and then it was the mirrors this time but in that one scene it was just nothing they just unplugged them and they were back in real life yeah and that would have killed them before exactly. any right. other time right well even earlier in the movie yeah right. yeah right. or, or yeah. is that trying to say that they're above that now it might be it might be something really simple like that don't ask Lana. She but will answer your question. All I can I say is free your mind. Free your mind and it'll come to you. Yeah. And the rest will follow according to Eng- 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 <laughs> Do you think that's, that's the body a fair can't, thing to There say, was though. a statement that says the body can't live without the mind, right? So maybe that has something to do with it. I, don't, I mean, there's got to be some reason because that was just so different than anything else that, was, that had happened. Like when you say something like, well, you know, maybe they were above it now and maybe so, but do you think that's fair for a director to just be like, they can just answer it with whatever they want because they created the universe? Like, should they have to be held accountable for things? Well, that's going into the statement that I think was in uh, the that's original. Tough it was in the original Matrix movie. where they <laughs> yeah, said, exactly right, yeah. They said, uh, we've already made the choice and uh, now we must understand. That goes back like, to that same But at that point, concept. you could get away with anything, right? Right. You can do anything, mm-hmm. and anything's possible. And that's one of the things, I think, in the early versions that it was that 
you create, you're basically creating this in the game. So if you, you know, in the very beginning, the first matrix, they talk about um, that you, the limitation is really what you put upon yourself. So if you think you can do this, you could do this in this, in the game. So maybe that's part of it. You know, it's going back to the original roots of the, the original. So is this matrix. after they change the, if they, they can recreate the world the, after their talk with the analyst? think it was maybe the scene before yeah i think they come to the analyst after that right okay i'll have to ponder that i'll have, have to, to think go to the analyst I'll have to watch it again i'm gonna have to ask the baby to uh, understand myself after this <laughs> the, the baby the rapper the baby <laughs> i'll ask him at the no 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 shout out to the baby okay <laughs> no not to the baby that's to the baby gosh is it baby? Those those two get confused a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, happens all the time. Um, yes. Uh, no. Really. Yeah, I don't know. I, it's just if you create a world like that, and then break you the kind rules. of create. Yeah, you create rules for it. Can can you break those rules and then just say, well, you know, it's our world. We can do it. I'm like, the god. I, I can do whatever. Like on one hand, yeah, sure, but on the other, it seems a little. A little dishonest and like that's like a cop out. Yeah, yeah, I agree. What did you guys think about the very ending of the film? The you know the final scenes, the fight scenes, as well as the the fly off Superman kind of scenes at the end. I like watching Neil Patrick Harris get beat up. That's fun. Oh my god, he they <laughs> fucked him up. Trinity yeah. kept fucking his face up. Yeah, and it was very enjoyable. That was enjoyable, yeah. and I thought it was kind of comical. You know, it was totally at, at the snap yeah. of a finger. You know. Um, I thought it was a little, the only thing we go, and go back to kind of what you were just saying, Squeaker, is um, a little cop out. It, You know, here all of a sudden now she can just snap her fingers and the shit can reverse back. I mean, she's instantly enlightened in one She moment. realizes they're like, the one. It happen like. Right. She remembered. Yeah, and that's, that's another she question remembered. I had. They're the one now. So she, you know, when she's with Neo, there's nothing she can't do. But she was never the one. It was him. So when did she, how can suddenly they she fly and she can this do This whole movie is about they are the one. Right. Because you think, because obviously she is not just a normal, cool, weather, leather-wearing chick. Yeah. Uh, we find that out even, you know, from the, you know, I will, the Oracle says I'll be in love with the one. Mm-hmm. And then it's been this evolution where it's really that it's not Neo that's the one, it's not her that's the one, it's them. Now, granted, Neo seems to lose his ability to fly uh, for that part towards the end, but man, does he use that bullet deflection a lot? Holy shit! But then yeah. in the end, he is flying. Right. So there's he another little. He got his mojo ball. back. Like yeah, it's like somewhere in between there, we didn't get that. Why? How did you learn to fly again? How was it just happen or? You know, there's lots of. Well, the funny thing is, at the end of the first Matrix, when he flew off, nobody went, hey, (laughs) he wasn't able to fly before, and now he can. They were just like, oh, he fucking flew off after talking shit to the machines. Oh, (laughs) damn. So, I mean, it's, we still have to remember at some point, it's a movie. (laughs) (laughs) And movie things are going to happen. And it's, uh, you know, what are you going to do? Has anyone ever tried to like apply the Matrix to other things like Superman? Like the reason Superman can fly is because, you know, everyone else is in the Matrix and he's realized. <laughs> no, his has to do with the on? gravity of the Earth being much less than the well, gravity true, of his home planet. Or maybe he's, maybe it's all the Matrix. Maybe the Matrix is everything. Um, well, 
Warner Brothers owns Matrix and does own most of the DC <laughs> universe, so you never so, know. Yeah. You never know. You never know. Breaking news here. Why can Superman fly? Because he's in the Matrix. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're all in the He's Matrix. the one. <laughs> we're all in the Matrix. No, because it's Neo Superman. versus <laughs> Superman coming next year oh on God. a theater oh. near you. How'd one you guys? <laughs> I have a few questions for you guys. How did you feel about one Sati making her return? I like so, that. I like. How'd you it. feel about not having the Oracle or her? Uh, well, she was killed. Hold on. She was killed. So there was. Well, yeah, they you know, tell you so, that. Right. They go. She dead. Mm-hmm. But, but I didn't see that happen. But we didn't yeah, see we it happen. So she, happen. maybe she'll be in purged. They got Matrix purged. Five. Purged, right? And uh, who else? We had Saudi. We had the Merovingian. Was or is. Squeaker calls him the old bum. <laughs> Patrick. Patrick, <laughs> if he just let himself go I a little bit. Played, yeah, and not even that little. <laughs> One day. <laughs> if, if I had more clothing and a, a longer scarf, I could be the Merovingian in this movie. We can um, make that happen. I, I really didn't miss the Oracle, uh, especially when Sati showed up. Mm. I felt like Sati was kind of the – the replacement. the replacement of the Oracle. Mm-hmm. It made sense because she has one of the last lines in uh, the trilogy where she made the she made the sunrise for Neo. Mm-hmm. And you think Neo would like that? And Oracle's like, I think he would. Hmm. And then the architect comes out and shits in the field. I might have really? that so <laughs> There were only four actors from the original trilogy in it, right? So you had Keanu, yeah. Carrie Ann Moss, uh-huh. you had uh, Jada Pinkett Smith, mm-hmm. and then you had the With guy that- makeup, little makeup on. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was good, though. I, I thought that yeah, I thought she actually good. looked like legitimately an old version she of did. who she would All be. Right. Um, and then the Merovingian. That was the same guy, right? Yes, it was the same actor. And that was it. So a couple other characters, obviously. But the Merovingian wasn't in the first. Well, neither was. Uh, well, the, I guess the original Jimmy trilogy, Patriot. like right, right. Um, well, they did ask uh, Hugo Weaving to be in it, but he had a scheduling conflict. I'd heard that, which too. is why they brought in Jonathan Groff, which I thought was. It I works. really do like Jonathan Groff. It yeah, it does. I like him too. He, He's really. We have good. to figure out a lot of the movies in the modal. It seemed like I'm not even sure it's the normal Matrix, or if we're in the modal. Yeah, Moto One. Because yeah. the and, fire uh, was uh, purged in that, mm-hmm. right? So, uh, do you? So you know, when having different people, and don't forget, between the first and the second movie, they replaced the Oracle. Mm-hmm. Well, I think she died, right? You, which is a good reason to replace her. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably um, the best reason. Yeah, I would say. I guess. <laughs> do you think it's a little bit? It's like. For me, I, again, like I said earlier, I'm not a like I, I think they're great movies, but I'm not like a, I don't I don't hang on like every moment in all of them. It's, but to me, I think of the Matrix series as the three actors. The fact that we didn't get one of them, do you think it's a little bit of a like I don't know? Is it a little cheap towards? Well, it happens in all the any kind of. You, know, you start getting into making it's all about money, uh, right? I think it know, was a surprise to Lawrence Fishburne, to be honest with well, you. And you know, I he said that, that but he you wasn't wonder, approached, but uh, like, yeah, was he? And know. that's just his response now. Like, I don't know, but it, it feels like he's gained know. a little bit of weight. I've noticed. <laughs> um, saying 
Fat Morpheus wouldn't have worked. <laughs> I mean, I would have well, been all for Fat, fat Morpheus. Morpheus. Yeah. I would have liked Fat Morpheus yeah. until he has I, those scenes I, I where he's doing Kung Fu. Oh, okay. And you're going like, oh my God, <laughs> he's like, going to freaking hurt himself. Maybe that was the case. I didn't think he could do the uh, being the fat. That wouldn't work. <laughs> you know, it's like Buddha being Kung Fu. Just doesn't play. Neo looks at him and goes, Morpheus, you got fat. Yeah. <laughs> I still know Kung Fu. <laughs> I think that's that's the spinoff, Fat Morpheus. Fat Morpheus. <laughs> Fat Morpheus. I would absolutely that's, watch that. That is definitely the name of our new punk band. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Fat Morpheus. Oh my God, yes. But in the modal, since like once again, since uh, Carrie Ann Moss wasn't playing Trinity in the modal, uh, I think it was... I was fine with them using somebody else, but it did take me some adjusting time going like, it's not Morpheus. And then they show a statue that's obviously Lawrence Fishburne's Morpheus. And you're like, wait a minute, that's Morpheus. And the flashbacks are Morpheus, but this guy's Morpheus, but he's a a simulation creation type of thing. Or as Kent says, can go through pipes. So it gets a little... (laughs) (laughs) Kent's high flute and talk. He can squeeze through pipes. He can do anything he wants. like Plastic Man. Well, good night, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> so that's I, I think that's it. I think when, when, yeah. when we hear a pause in the moment, I believe we can drop the mic and keep on trucking. Either that or you've had too much Willet, Kent. So we're trying to, one of the we're things, waiting for the subtitles. One of the things I would say. Um, oh, somebody wanted to ask. Would you I'll wrap watch, this up. And kind would of you go, watch another Matrix? There we go. Yeah. Well, you know, going by the box office numbers, I don't think we're going to get an opportunity, but would you like to see a fifth one? I don't feel a need for another one, no. but I'll be honest yeah. with you. If <laughs> if they made it him up out, to I the day that Keanu was in a retirement home, it's a, a friend of mine goes, I'll watch John Wick where he's in a wheelchair fighting people. I don't care. Yep. I love yep. Keanu. Well, I'd yep. rather and see I love John that Wick character. than to see another Matrix, to be honest with you. Well, you know what's weird? So a little bit of this movie, I went, wow, Keanu did get old. But yeah. I watched the John yeah, Wick movies, and I'm like, no, he's John Wick. John Wick's always been that way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's our minds are stupid, aren't they? Yeah. But like when I watch Face old, the like, Music, Bill and Ted Face the Music, was that the latest? Yeah. One I went, oh god, they both got old. Yeah, they did. <laughs> and, and the less attractive one got lesser attractive. But he, he's still just like such a likable dude, though. Like, he, like Keanu. Yeah. Yeah, dude. He's an easy I, guy I to pull for. Him, like you got to pull for him. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, if he's in his eighties and he's like, I'm John Wick. He killed my dog eighty years ago. I'd be like, kill him. Yeah. Kill him, John. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I can't wait to see the next John Wick. Yep. Well, I have to wait, obviously, because it's not out. Well, since this is the end of this and we're talking about John Wick, let's ask any other movies you guys have been watching um, in the last little bit. Let's say this last week or so. Anything you've seen lately that just stands out to you? Laurie, you want to start Oh. Laura. Patrick, Patrick, you go ahead. Yeah, go and ahead. Canto. Mm-hmm. All right, moving on. Yes. All right. Speaker, what are you? <laughs> it's funny. I'm trying to remember what I, I watched in Canto because I was so tired of seeing these dystopic future shows about, you know, flus killing everybody and stuff like that. Uh, it's too soon. I want some light entertainment. So I put in Canto on and I'm like, I'll, I'll do some work while it's on. And the music is freaking amazing in it. It's delightful. It's just a delightful story. A <laughs> lovely way to spend an hour and 46 minutes or so. Uh, I also saw The Tender Bar, 
not as delightful and the music wasn't as good. Uh, but Ben Affleck was really good in it. Ben Affleck was good in that. I ben Affleck, yeah. it's it's his it's his vehicle really. He really it does good. In it. But it's kind of a simple indie film structure movie. Yeah. And then I watched a uh, very weird watched, ending to it too. Kent and I'll argue about this when I watched The Last Duel. Yeah. Which thank God it's The Last Duel because it was fucking <laughs> forty days long. Oh my God. It's a very different way of telling a story. Um, I mean, it's been done yeah, before. Usually only Quentin Tarantino does it that it's way. It's been done before, <laughs> um, you know, with three different points of view from their point yeah. of view. Um, but I thought that was an interesting way since this is a true story and kind of an interesting story. And I thought the fight scenes were great in this. It was, uh, fight scenes were tense. really good. And that's unfortunately yeah. the problem is the opening fight scene battle scene that they were high. I can't remember what that French name was where they were fighting. I was like, oh, that was really cool. And you get all pumped up because of this action. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, oh, sweet Jesus, they're going to talk a lot in this movie. Aren't it was they? a lot of talking. <laughs> yeah, They talk. And then it goes to somebody else's uh, point of view. It was three different POVs, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So then they go to the next point of view. And I think it started at the same battle. I'm like, yes, we're back to the battle. Oh, and now they're going to talk again. Oh. <laughs> but I thought it was very, you know, it's, it's from her perspective his perspective and then uh other his the other his, his perspective <laughs> so it's very done it's, it's, adam driver I, I game uh matt damon uh, it is a slower you know but it's also you got to remember the time period and those kind of movies are always a little slower so um but and i thought it's, the fight what, it's like two and a half two and a half hours it is long it's a little long it could have been cut down a little bit and i'd have been happy with it but but i thought yeah. i thought it was very entertaining and i thought it was one of the better movies made this year um laura what, what else what have you been watching um, I have been watching. Well, uh, Squeaker suggested over the break that I watch Christmas Evil. I think he suggested it to. Oh, that's uh, right. Yeah, I mean, you know, I've never seen it, but I I had heard of it, and it looked I like something you guys would it. like. It was kind of nuts. Um, <laughs> I would say it's not my favorite of Christmas horror movies, but it was fun. It was a little confusing. Uh, I would I recommend. Black Christmas over um, Christmas Evil. Which Black Christmas? Um, the old one with Margot Kidder. Okay, thank you. I just wanted to make sure yeah. we were on Lois the same Lane. page. I, with I haven't even seen any of the other ones. So I, oh, the newest one is just a fiasco that you should check out just so you can go, what the How fuck? new is it? That's About like from three, last three year or four, Three or four years old? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Yeah, Laura's on pandemic time. It was about three yeah. or four years ago. <laughs> yeah, it's easy for that to happen. I know. When did the first Matrix come out? Last last year? Oh no, it was it was uh, <laughs> over twenty years 20, ago. Twenty three okay, years yeah. ago. Oh yeah. Wow, this yeah. pandemic really is almost a quarter century. <laughs> <laughs> so, what else did you watch there besides Christmas Evil? Evil? Um, so I watched Don't Look Up. And oh, yeah. I yeah. thoroughly enjoyed that. Highly recommend to everyone. I think we might, um, we might do that one. I think we're going to do that one maybe coming up here. So uh, next time. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, time. let's talk some more about that one next time. That'll be fun. Good deal. Good deal. Did you watch anything else? Did you watch Deep Space Nine for the 14th I, time? For the 14th time. Yes, we are in the process. Actually, we're watching um, TNG right now. But also lots of Don't Colombo. know what that means, but um. – <laughs> It's the next generation for all you um, Star Trek. Oh, right. 
Gotcha. Uh, but lots of Columbo as well. Um, highly recommend some Columbo really? for some. Huh. Yeah, just some nonchalant uh, viewing if you want something to have on in the background. Columbo is great. Columbo. Okay. All right. Uh, just one more thing. Squeaker, That's right. right. <laughs> um, so let's see. I watched a movie. This is kind of like a. It kind of covers both because it's a movie, but it was about a TV show. So the Ray Donovan movie, um, right? It right. came out oh. a few days ago. Yeah. I actually really enjoyed it a lot. Um, you okay that, with the was, ending? Yeah. Did you watch it? No, I've never seen an episode of Ray Donovan. Oh. Uh, a friend of mine's <laughs> a huge Ray Donovan person, and she saw it. And she, first of all, she was comparing the end of Dexter mm-hmm. and the well, end. That's of what Ray I was going to mention too. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, um, when she told me how Ray Donovan ended, I went, "Oh, well, that's good. If it could." If it's kind of open a little bit, yeah, you know, I I've read a little bit about. I don't, I, I, you know, I don't want to give too much away. I don't want to spoil it, but All right, no spoilers. I thought it wrapped it up nicely. Like they they cleaned up some plot points that go back to even like the first season. I, I thought it was like a really well done, um, which you know sometimes it's not easy to make a a follow up um, like that. But I thought it was really well done. Right. Um, but the other one you just mentioned, Dexter. Yeah, I, I did watch the new season of Dexter. Um, you know, you, you kind of said something like it earlier, how you'd like follow the character and you'd watch him do anything. Like I would watch Dexter Uh in anything. Like I'm going to just keep up with the character. Yeah. But But, I don't think it was great. I mean, it was fine. Like they, they probably did fix the ending. They probably have a better ending, but it wasn't the last ending. Yeah. But like for the most part, it was kind of dumb. Like it, like they made a lot of leaps in the in the writing, like where you're just suddenly to believe that these coincidences led to this other thing, and you're like, oh, right. would that really happen, or did you just do that because it was an easy way to get there? But enjoyable. Again, I would watch Dexter do anything. Like it was, it was fun. Oh, okay. I've never gotten um, into Dexter either. I love so. Dexter. Oh, I've like enjoyed Dexter the, too, yeah. the Dexter's. Not called, really into uh, serial killers. New blood. No. New blood. Yeah. I thought. I so thought you, it was you, good. You did like it? I did. I enjoyed it. And I, uh, you know, I, I've loved the first, you know, the the uh, the original, and of course this one. Um, I thought it was very entertaining. I don't think it was great. Yeah. But I never thought Dexter was like great. It was just always good. Like always. I think, I think if you looked at that first season, it was pretty great. The first season it, was really you know, good because you were, second was pretty good too, and mm-hmm. then it just kind of. But it's tough. Like, I don't know. I guess we expect these series to just stay like incredible for. An entire run. It's it's tough. It's tough. It's, yeah. Uh, um, you just kind of have to buy in and you know let some things go and mm-hmm. just enjoy it. Um, yeah, yeah, because I at a certain it. point it just sort of starts to, you know, yeah. It, it, you well, can never you drive yourself crazy, magic. like right. yeah, <laughs> right. Um, and I think and that's our the theme things. of the evening. You can never <laughs> recapture <laughs> the magic. <laughs> <laughs> Man, what a way to wrap it! Can you do that yeah. character on the next podcast? I would love to just yeah. do an entire episode of that character. Yeah, what old semi-Jewish man? Yeah. <laughs> New, Jer- New Jersey like semi-Jewish man. Yeah, <laughs> love him. Love yeah, him. We'll, we'll work out. Wait a minute for don't look up. Yeah, but he would, it would he would have to not like don't look up. He would be like, uh, <laughs> I want your movie to be entertained, not to uh, be lectured. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's a very good that leads into it's almost like you yeah it's almost like we're watching the i don't know if you guys have seen the shrink next door uh with will oh, it's Ferrell, on no. uh, yeah it's everyone who was too, so yeah. excited about it after they watched a few episodes was not as excited about no, it no it's like, sort of missed on a lot of things but it's also <laughs> based on a true story and the fact that this actually uh, happened 
is just mind-boggling. I um, read about the true story and thought, oh, my God, that's a TV show with Will Ferrell and Paul Rudd? What? I, I think it would have been much more – I think they went with the serious of what really actually happened in this is what, what happened through the, the whole show. Um, and I think it would have been more fun to make it comical that this actually did happen. Yeah. Um, I think that would have been just Oh, is it better. not a comedy? It is, is it not a, really a It's not a comedy. It's, it's a, sort of a tragic. Kind of a tragic story of how someone... I don't want to watch that. Yeah. <laughs> but it's good. It's good. Plus, I got it's rid like of Apple a, TV. So, sorry, um, Apple TV. Well, no. uh, Although, I got fucked because I really wanted to watch Coda again because it's one of my feel-good yeah. movies. And it's only available on Apple TV. I would have bought it on Blu-ray. You can't buy it's it? It's not available. Really? No, I think my Apple TV is coming up, so I think I had like a year free trial, and I think I'm getting pretty close. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, they actually extended mine a little bit when it was about to run out, and uh, I think that's how I saw Ted Lasso. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, it's worth it just I for did, that. I did that. That's not recently, but I did watch yeah. that. And um, and there were some other good ones on there, but uh, um. How about you, Ken? Yeah. Anything? anything I, I, good? One that I watched that I really liked, and I, and I don't. I think Patrick and I talked offline about Pig um, with Nicolas Cage. Excellent. Excellent yeah, movie. Very, very completely different and such a great role for him. Um, mm-hmm. um, you know, about a guy that I don't want to get too much away with it, but it's just a very different. Well, you could give the basic synopsis. It's, it's a basic a, synopsis. Um, he loses a, a truffle his, pig. His truffle pig, yeah. is, is a pig that finds truffles, uh, is uh, like kidnapped. And he's going to find it. He loves right. his truffles pick. are big. That's money. all you need to know. It's huge money. I didn't realize. Oh yeah, it's huge that. money. Truffles give me the shits. Yeah. <laughs> and so <laughs> there you want, go. I don't want the no. Show is I don't finally want that gone pig. to the trash. <laughs> what doesn't, uh, Patrick? Finally. Doesn't? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, that's the. Cheese it's a very interesting. It's shit. a very interesting portrayal of his his character, and I think he does such a great job. And it was definitely not what I was expecting. And then I walked out of there going. Wow, what a great movie! And it's like, it's crazy because every once in a while a movie like this comes out and you go, oh, that's right, Nicolas Cage can act. Because mm-hmm. before no. before Pig, I watched Willy's Wonderland. Oh my god, what which a is fucking weird ass nightmare, like fucking hysterical movie. But and then people, so you know, crazy. I'm so excited that you saw it. <laughs> oh, it was great. I I would watch it again. Yeah. Well, I bought it because it was so cheap at that time that I went, oh, if I like it or not, it's cheap. So, uh, did you say, like, really are you a bizarre. fan of him? Like, a lot of people love him, like, think of him as this, like, weird character. Yeah, when he's he nails a weird it, he nails it. Life. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when he nails it, he nails it. When yeah. he doesn't, he, it's a, it's a, I mean, yeah, there's really like no in between, right? right. <laughs> I mean, he's like sometimes he's a caricature of himself, like Willie's Wonderland. Uh, Mom and Dad is another example where it's just everyone is so over the top. Uh, and what is that one he did? The color of the color of space, or color of something like a Lovecraft story? Oh, color uh, out of space. Color out of space. I don't think I've he's seen in that, that but he wasn't. I don't think he was that batshit. But Mandy, he was so freaking batshit. Crazy. I mean, there's a scene with him in a, a, a vodka bottle in his underwear in the bathroom. That anyone who's seen the movie, you just go like, "Sometimes I feel like Nicolas Cage in the bathroom with a bottle of vodka," <laughs> and they know exactly what you're talking about. So and they giggle. Is he in on it? Like, does he know how weird he like comes oh, across? I'm sure so. he does. How could he not? He's just doing he it on purpose. Like, yeah. 
I, I think he tries to go for that character and he pushes it, you know, and, you know, when it works, it works. And when it doesn't, it I doesn't. Mean, you know? And we so, always uh, accept him now as he can be quirky. Any movie you watch, you go like, like National Treasure, he's a little quirky, but yeah. not, he's Too not far. full blown. He's right. not full blown cage. He doesn't cage out. Hulk smash. I mean, cage he's out. A, he's he doesn't do that, but career, it's delightful. Like, yeah. Yeah. And he's a, a sell. I mean, if you can put him in a movie, you're going to get international sales. But he's he's huge overseas, and that, so that's you know why you see he's him. He's very there. big in France. Uh, <laughs> like Jerry that, Lewis. Now that Jerry Lewis is deceased and left us, <laughs> <laughs> look at Squeaker's face. It's like the fuck oh, is happening. Joe has gone. <laughs> Once again, into the trash. <laughs> he brought up Nicholas Cage. No, I was looking up. So, va- he like, did. He was in Fast Time in 82, Valley Girl in 83. Fast Time? I mean, What's that? Fast Times at Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Oh, he's a little. I'm just, yeah, I'm just looking at like how long. Yeah. Man, he's been around. I, was he in, uh, one, uh, not Tex, not Outsiders, uh, another movie by that author of The Outsiders around yes. that time period? What What was that? Keep reading his, uh, his credits out in, from the I 80s. mean, like what? Rumblefish? Rumblefish is That's the movie the I was yeah. looking for. Yeah. Yep. S.E. Hinton mm-hmm. book, maybe? Okay. 83. Uh, another show that I've been watching, too, is, and I really enjoyed, um, which was Station, Station 11. 11. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. What's that about? Because I saw So that, it's really I... like, you know, you would think you wouldn't <laughs> want to l- watch something like this. It's about kind of... Uh, you know, a virus. Well, the flu has killed off the majority of people on <laughs> yeah. Earth. Yeah, Jesus Christ! <laughs> but it's really good. It's really good, and it shows. I humanity. did watch the first episode, and the first episode was good. I started the second episode, and I went. I've had too much dystopic future for it, it, one it night. It changes so. really quick, and you and you must stay with it because I I think it's very well. Yeah, done. I'm gonna have There's to. There's two in the episodes frame. in it that are as good a TV as I've seen in a while. Wow. Like, I mean, mm. there's there's I mean there. They're really, really good, and it's like I, you're, I looked that up the other day, and I was wondering how it was. That's yeah, I love the actress. I can't remember her name. Uh, who plays the little girl grown up in it? Oh yeah, um, uh, but she used to be on Halt and Catch Fire, and uh, looking at the, the IMDb, Mackenzie uh, Davis, Matilda Lawler. Yeah. Either of those. I, I don't know what that second. I, name I is. highly I recommend it's... sticking with it because I almost did the same thing after the first episode. I was like, oh, "That's good, all right," you know. But it's yeah, we're talking about you know negative things that I don't want to deal with in my, my thoughts. We're already having to deal with it in reality, but it changes and it it goes into this how we rebuild and how we um, and our priorities. Our for priorities, rebuilding. what's important, yeah, mm-hmm. and, and how things can be set in the wrong direction and it, it's very well done and yes. it's such a good story and it's a heartfelt and there's a there's a great i will i will give it a try it. yeah it is hard though because when you see the basic synopsis and you're like oh another dystopic flu has killed everyone and yeah. blah, you know like i tried to get into that show why the last man hmm. which it's it's or it's was one season and it's done they're not gonna they didn't renew it but it's all the men are killed yeah, by like, a f- Patrick uh, Keenan watched sort of, it. Cancel that bastard. Cancel it. Oh, well, good. Because it, it wasn't great. I really like the main actor on a Ben Schnetzer, but even on the show, he. I wanted to see more of him. Shut up, Squeaker. <laughs> Shut up. He's from that movie Grizzlies, the Grizzlies, which I keep pushing all the time. He's the main guy and, and, in that. And, and, and another one uh, that I've 
it's just started back and it's so cool, good to see it because I know so many people worked on it is the Righteous Gemstones. So big shout out to those guys, Danny McBride and them for what they're doing. Do you enjoy that. that show? It is funny and I like it and I think they've done a good job with it. It's, it's very comical. Um, I don't laugh at all. I've watched the first three episodes and I think it's something with me and the Danny McBride humor, but I... Do not laugh at all. Like the son who has the bodybuilding Jesus it, camp it, does not make me laugh at all. I just roll my eyes going like, oh my. I think because oh. it's so short and quick that it just like you watch it and it's like takes you not away. Not quick and, enough. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I think that's now, the If same. Adult Swim did it as 10 minute episodes, I'd be all about it. Yeah. And I think that's the thing, but you either like it or you don't. I don't. I don't it's the same thing with what comment, was uh, Eastbound and East, Down. I yeah, watched one or two episodes and I went, no, I'm good. Yeah. I'm good without I, this. I've been watching, I did like um, Vice Principals, though. I, I went back to first season of Eastbound watching watching our old buddy there. And yeah. man, that was so that was so funny. Like, it was so well written. It's just the, the first season of Eastbound and Down is just brilliant. And uh, it was, you know, of course, we've lost our buddy that was on there, Ben Bass. Oh. Big shout out and uh, to him and his family. And, um, um, yeah. mm. you know, it's it is tough to even to watch it, but you know you also you know we we the ones of us that know him hear his voice in the is in he the one of the main yeah. is he was he a writer on the first he, he, was, one the was, he one of the writers one of the creators he was one okay. of the creators, yeah. and characters too, yeah. yeah and he also plays oh, yes. Plague okay. on there yeah so he plays Man, the crazy that, bartender which is <laughs> the like, first like priceless I I just got caught up in just like going episode to episode looking for my favorite Ben Best clips and like. There was one scene where Stevie had made like a highlight video of him to get back to the majors. <laughs> and it was all just like Kenny with a sword yeah. and like punching things. And Penn was like, don't you think it would help to maybe put some like shots of you throwing a baseball? It's <laughs> 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 like, like, you're trying to get back to the majors, right? And he's like, yeah, but that's not cool. <laughs> yeah. It's the, it's the in moments like that that we, we know that that was kind of uh, like his voice and some of the stuff. And he was such a good ad libber um, to it. Like just, being able to take anything and turn it and make it funny. So, um, yeah. Yeah. yeah he had nothing to do with the righteous gemstones, right? No. Now that he did I've your talked shit about that show. Your so. Highness. Oh, I did uh, see your Highness. Foot, foot Fist Way. Foot, foot, Chuck yeah. the Truck. Yeah. 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 I think I can't remember if I've seen Foot Fist Way. Yeah. It's fine. I remember it's the fine. everyone talking about it when it came out. And he was I, in Super Bad, too. So, um, back in the I hour. did see Super Bad. Yeah. So, with uh, Jonah Hill was yeah. fat back then, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Can't keep up with that kid. That was like his first fat, and then he. Yeah. I feel like his <laughs> had, first fat was um, the forty-year-old virgin. Yeah, because he's the kid who wants to buy those like go-go boots at the eBay store, and he goes, "I just want to buy these," and she's like, "You can't just buy them off the shelf, honey. It's an eBay store." And he goes, "But I have money. I just want to buy them." Yeah. And want these boots. <laughs> and he was really fat then. <laughs> it was a cute I think scene. he's better than he was fat. I don't know what it is. It seems like he. Well, we'll talk better. about him he's next week. On don't <laughs> look up. Yeah. Yes, we will. Yeah. Don't look at Jonah Hill. Well, this has been great. And, hey, we're so glad to uh, be back here. And thanks for listening. Make sure you get out there and check out some of the other episodes. Uh, there's a lot of them out there now. Um, yeah. And you can even Whiplash. go back and watch the first Matrix when we talked about the first Matrix. Yeah, so, listen yeah. to the first Matrix yeah, and yeah. watch this Matrix movie again and again for two days yeah. before it leaves HBO Max. Yeah, yeah. catch yeah, it, yeah. catch it. Catch and it. every yeah. time you watch it, listen to the podcast right after. Right, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Tell all your friends overseas. You could just listen to it while you're watching the movie. It might be Tell your friends overseas to download it The podcast might be longer than the movie. Yeah, we're going to be cutting close right at the movie one. Anyway, thanks and be safe. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Goodbye. Like having a drink and talking films? Yup. The Adult Beverage Film Podcast is your go-to podcast. Join the conversation and listen to film industry producers, actors, directors, writers share all of their experiences in the film industry. Expand your mind into films you've already seen. Plus, find new films to watch in the future. Visit adultbeverage.net or go to your favorite podcast platform and listen to Adult Beverage Film Podcast episodes today.